Welcome to the December, well, I guess we're recording on the 12th, whenever this episode comes out, either the 13th or the 14th, but the 16th episode of the Sushi World College Football Podcast. Sushi, how are we doing? Doing good. Ready for Saturday and bowl games to start. As meaningless um, as they may be. Bowl games are never meaningless. I am of like the 2001 mindset where like, oh my <laughs> gosh, like Iowa State gets to play Stanford. Like this matchup never happens. Like I'll, and... I'll put it to you. That the, how I feel about bowl games is, do you remember, and I don't think they really do it anymore, but do you remember like that like 20, like 2010 to like 2014 or so, ESPN would have the commercial for like bowl season. They would start hyping up and it'd always be like, Nelly singing some song that I'll send it to you after. Like that's what I always think of when I think of bowl season. I just see Nelly and like a band, and he'd be like, he'd be like, oh. I'm gonna when I win the game, I'm gonna look at my mama and tell her I love her. Like stuff. It'd be like yeah, the yeah. Your mom. Yeah, your mom's gonna be ever, real but... proud. Yeah, your mom's gonna be real proud about the Fenway Bowl. Yeah, real, real <laughs> proud about the Fenway Bowl. But a uh, lot of stuff to cover. Didn't have a show last week because we did. Settle Down Award Show. Thank you for everyone listening. Zooch was able to pop in a little bit and have send some funny stuff. We were able to send some funny stuff. It was good to talk with some of the uh, other Settle Down folks. So make sure you check that out. But that's enough self-advertisement, Zooch, unless you wanted to add something. Oh, no. It was a fun time. Funny watching everybody on there give each other crap. And just a good, like, good seeing friends, like, get together and just, like, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people didn't understand like half of what they were talking about, but it made us laugh. So, yeah, yeah. And from that, I wanted to say thank you for all of you guys who are listening to this show every week, whether it be uh, in the podcast or uh, on the clips on uh, Instagram. I know some of the people uh, have been using that, which is perfectly fine. There's some funny clips out there. I hope the camp, my Cam Ward one, gets deleted from the page as soon as possible. But uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, I got this hat on for a reason. Our The fellas at the Sickos Committee, uh, great Twitter page. Make sure you go and give them a follow. Uh, probably my favorite college football page on Twitter. But I have this hat because we haven't reacted yet to championship weekend that happened two weekends ago in the playoff seeding reaction. Alabama, they did it, man. They screwed it all up. They screwed it all up, and it was awesome. It, I mean, it was a good – that was uh, – you could hear the hurt in uh, Gary Danielson's voice and just knowing that this was the last time they were going to get the SEC ch- – it being such a big game. Yeah. A real, like, I thought it was a really good game. Like, it was – like it was yeah, I guess game. Alabama, like, controlled it, but it felt like at times, like, all right, here comes – like, I never counted Georgia out, I guess, even when – Alabama got the ball back. I was like, I might count Georgia out. Yeah, they could get the ball. I mean, they've done it for basically three years now. Like, I'm not going to count them out. But just going from that to, like, and I know the Big Ten is going to be a little different this next year, and you might not have Iowa or whoever from the Big Ten uh, West getting in and just getting, like, I mean, a quarter into that Big Ten game, you knew Iowa wasn't going to score. Like you could just Iowa didn't get tell. Iowa didn't score an entire point the single Big Ten championship game. Everyone who put the peoples over at point five lost. That's pathetic. <laughs> that was the most Iowa needs to be bit. That should be a case study of how to 
why the conference system is dying and why like leagues like the NBA pretty much don't even have divisions anymore. Like it's pretty much yeah. just like full seating on the conferences. But yeah, the Big Ten championship game was a blowout. Texas made it interesting too. They won their game. Uh, Oklahoma State, that was like, it, it, did that game kind of feel like when the varsity team scrimmaged the JV team a little bit? I'm sorry, yeah, Oklahoma when, State, but it, it was. What just. I don't think Oklahoma State was ever that good. Like, I think they are a perfectly mediocre. Like, this is the same team that got killed by South Alabama, got killed by UCF. Like, it's not like. They're a team that plays through their potential. I think they should be proud of, like, their year this year. It, yeah, for like they where were they like, and you beat yeah, they Oklahoma. weren't even going to make a bowl game with, at the beginning, and they beat Oklahoma. They squeaked out a few wins that they needed and got there and met their maker. Yeah, Pac-12 championship game. That was a pretty was decent great. one. I I I liked Michael Penix, uh, although. I did. Did you see all like the Matt Liner? Uh, he like tweeted out or like Instagram like the sad R.I.P. Pac-12 video, and you could tell the no, nothing. There was not a single soul in America who was more just like sad, like not not upset, not pissed, just sad about the Pac-12 dying than Matt Liner. That guy lives for the Pac-12. Him and uh, Bill Walton, those two guys just live for the Pac-12. But, but, but I kind of feel bad for him because I feel like the Pac-12 has really struggled lately of making their league like must must watch and when he was at you at like when those USC teams were I remember growing up on they were like you wanted to watch like I hated them but you wanted to they were must watch and here recently like I know They've had Caleb Williams, and I know Oregon's been pretty good, and Washington's been good the past couple years. But I think they've struggled in making, like, promoting themselves Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Like, the big – I don't care what anyone says. Washington was great this year. Oregon was great this year. The only teams that people really, really wanted to watch, other than, like, us, who, like, just love watching the sport, were the Coach Prime – or Coach Prime Colorado games. Like, people – yeah. tuned in because he and the media like the media helped him but he did a good job of make it you wanted to watch them like you wanted to like people want they got a game against colorado state on abc granted that was yeah, partially there I, wasn't I saw a lot colorado of great state, games that, week, that game that game alone uh bumped colorado state up to the most watched on average group of five team just from that one game Right, and I saw yeah, Boise not, State not. Twitter getting real into the analytics of it. They go, well, <laughs> technically Navy got the got the Notre Dame boost and the USF got the Bama boost. It, it yeah, actually like, Boise State. It's like, well, Tulane still exists. Boise had a fine viewing year, but right, and it's just you know you have to make yourself like I don't know, like you just have to promote yourself. And the Big Ten does a pretty good job. Like, the Big Ten and the SEC do a good job. Granted, they are, like, more favored than the other conferences. Yeah. But still, like, you can – like, you can – like, USC, I don't remember hardly seeing anything on them. Like, hey, we have it. Like, I'm sorry, but Once your first started, game of the season should not be on the Pac-12 network. network when you have the well, that's returning what they, Heisman that's, winner. That's why we can talk about the death of the Pac-12 all day. I could, give a, I could write a 12-page paper on the death of the Pac-12. It was the media rights deal – was just too poor. It was too poor. But I mean, let's talk of that. I want to get initial reaction for the playoff seedings. 
Do you have a problem with it? In some ways, yes, but in the way that my thing with the college football playoff, as it was the past few years, is they never had a thing of if you win your conference, you're in, right? Like if you win your mm-hmm. conference in any other sport or your division, you it's make the, the playoffs, right? NFL, you can be seven and nine like the Seahawks that year and win the division, you go to the playoffs. Doesn't matter if there is three other twelve and four teams in the NFC South or whatever it is. Yeah. You go, you host a uh home playoff game. Their whole thing is we're gonna put the four best teams in and that is completely up to the people on the committee of who they think. Well, yeah, because if it's not, a, there's no basis of, oh yeah, like you know, Georgia's probably better know, than FSU or Alabama's probably better. Yeah. But my opinion on it is that this has been a, a poor system for about a decade now, and it finally bit them in the butt. It finally, yeah. I mean, there have been a couple years where it's like we should have got in, but like there was like that one thing missing, and like the majority of the country and fans could be like, yeah, but this is like, come on now. And then their fans would be like, okay, it's been a bad system. I love the video of Mike Leach, like circulating where he just like goes on about how like every other football system from high school to NAIA to D2 to the professional level all runs a playoff system except for division one FBS. But I it finally bit him in the butt. Although it's it, I, Florida state. I feel so bad. Because I'm not oh, upset. Too. I'm not as upset as I, but I'm, I'm I'm kind of mad at myself because I'm not as upset as I should be. Because I think right. deep down, I know Alabama deserved to get in. You win the SEC and your only loss is to a fellow playoff team because I think Texas deserved to get in. Right. It, it's three what? teams for two spots. It's, it, it's this year, it, it finally bit him in the butt. I think everyone finally saw that this was a bad idea. Although I do think it's funny that it was the Alliance that blocked it being a 12 team playoff <laughs> this year. <laughs> so yeah. the Alliance of the ACC, the big 12 and the PAC 12, the ACC literally shot themselves <clears throat> in the foot. And what I think is going to be a snowball from this, this is just a prediction of mine, but the ACC is in trouble because you're going to have a school like Florida state going, man, we can go undefeated and beat an SEC, ranked SEC team in our preseason, still play a super tough schedule, and we don't get in? What's the point of being in this and, conference? Like, what, like, like, the ACC needs to get it together, and, like, they need to do what they can to keep Florida State happy, because Florida State, I guarantee you, after this, is wanting to do. Exact, that, and not only is, I would almost understand it if it was like NC State or Syracuse or Wake Forest or someone who went undefeated and they didn't get in, right? I'd be like, I still think it's, it's kind of stupid big, that you can win the bigger brands. But Florida State, basically since Bobby Bowden got there, which was 70s or wh- however long, they have been basically a premier program since at least the, the late 80s. Probably. 80s. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they've had a couple down years, but I think they're – one of like two schools who in like the last 40 years have gone to like 38 bowl games. I think they missed a bowl game twice, maybe even only one time, but I think it's two, maybe two, maybe three, one to three times. That's not a lot. They have pretty much always with the exception of like the Willie Taggart years and the years, (laughs) the last couple of years under uh, Bobby Bowden been a top 25 team, 
have three national t- – it's not like, like I said, they're Wake Forest who have never really won anything in the history of their program, and they're like – it's like a random year that they're 12-0. and 0. Florida State, I think they won like their last eight games of last year too, didn't they? Something like they have they, like a pretty they long. They did the year good last year. They beat ranked teams this year, and this is where it's like I don't really ha- like my opinion is that oh like Florida State should have got in. Also, I'm sorry, Florida State fans, you can't just sue the College Football Playoff Committee because you <laughs> didn't like it. That's a waste of money. I think that's like a money laundering scheme by some alumni who needs to like l- legitimize like black market like iguanas that he's smuggling in oh. in the Florida. <laughs> Speaking of Florida State fans, I saw a thing where Donald Trump said that it was yes. Ron DeSantis' he, fault yeah. that they didn't get him. Called, and I've seen at least six goes, Florida State fans who are like, he brings up a good point. <laughs> <laughs> He, yes, he said Ron DeSanctimonious did not ask for a refote. <laughs> right. He Unreal. turned that into. That is, honestly, I'm going to get off on that tangent, but it is fun. I don't care what you think on any of those people. <laughs> that is absurdly funny we that had, he blamed Ron DeSanctimonious. We had an ex president calling out the governor of Florida because <laughs> Florida State didn't make the playoff. That honestly probably could have rivaled meme of the year butch jones kneeling if it would have happened sooner <laughs> right the former it was president great i laughed country. for 45 <laughs> minutes at the whatever no, this thing is called I, looking at that. i also totally agree i did see some florida state fans go yeah what can you do at ron they, they were like adding right. the governor it's like what do you want him to do oh my it was goodness, great but... i was dying laughing yeah i was dying laughing uh i i, I feel bad for florida state fans you deserve to get in Alabama, you deserve to get in. Texas, you beat Alabama, so I think you deserve to get in too. And then you have two undefeated teams who have kind of been good the whole year. It, it was a bummer. It, it's five good teams for four spots. It's kind of where I'm going to leave it at. It stinks for everyone. We're not going to have this problem next year, but makes talking about it a lot interesting. We're not going to have these conversations next year because all the yep. teams are going to get in. Next year, we're going to be arguing like, well, who should get in, Arizona or Mizzou? Like that's not as and fun. that's the point. <laughs> and like that to me is, I understand in college football you don't want to have a sixty-eight team playoff like the uh, college basketball, but at that point when you're like a two or three loss team and you're saying you should get in, then there are actual reasons why you, like to me, there's a big difference in arguing if you should be the twelve seed or whatever, however they're going to work out that mm-hmm. seating versus we went undefeated and did like there's a huge gap yeah. in those two to me a team who's nine and three or ten and two mm-hmm. is kind of like a 18 and 13 bubble team in college basketball it's like yeah oh maybe you should have gotten in but you had multiple opportunities to ensure you could get in and you didn't do it mm-hmm. so i agree but penn state fans will be happy at least uh yeah. the heisman uh i i had michael Penix as my heisman the whole year the heisman was voted on a couple days ago uh, is it fair to say that Jaden Daniels, sorry, Ryan, if you see this, our resident LSU fan, is it fair to say he's been the least impressive Heisman winner of the last 20 years, probably? I can think of some that I think Jaden Daniels was a lot. 20 years. So that's than- 2003. So, yeah, I mean, the only one that really comes to mind is like Jason White. But Oklahoma was undefeated yeah, that year. Yeah, so and he's like, better. Th- 
Yeah, I'll give him yeah, Jason. Like, like congratulations, Troy Smith. You're better than what? Troy Smith went Troy to the national Smith. championship. Yeah, he went to the national title. There normally the Heisman is. I don't know. The past few years to me, it's kind of not been like boring. I wouldn't say like the Heisman Trophy ceremony, but I haven't watched it. I feel like I don't know if you... this is a year that it shouldn't have been boring, in my opinion. Yeah, you had Michael Penix, who's been the best player from day one. He was a Heisman right. dark horse at the beginning of the season. He had comparable stats to Jaden Daniels. I'll give it. Jaden Daniels had better, a little bit better stats, mind you. He was pat statting against Georgia State. Right. And they had a bunch of games it, where they were playing like, starters, having to fourth. win like fifty-six to forty-nine. Yeah, like, yeah. Michael Penix didn't play the last quarter against Boise. He could have got two more touchdowns right. against that defense at that point. Like right. that's what I don't get. Michael Penix had bigger wins. Jaden da- did Jaden Daniels have a signature win? He didn't. He didn't have a signature win or a signature moment, in my opinion. Even Caleb no, Williams, the... you could call his Notre Dame performance his signature moment caleb williams you could call lamar hurtling over syracuse or even that crazy loss to clemson like those are his moments yeah like what was his moment his moment could have been beating old miss if he would have beat old miss but he didn't and mm-hmm. i don't want to hear the oh but his defense like if, if, if you're the heisman where's your moment i digress i'll let you talk I'm, yeah I'm no, i didn't i needed michael michael uh penix penix Win. Yeah, I didn't really pay much attention to it because I figured Jada Daniels was probably gonna win. But yeah, I think I mean I think it probably should have been. I don't know if Washington's undefeated without Michael Penix. I what is LSU seven and five instead of nine and three without Jaden Daniels? Like Yeah, they, they just still the... like with Jaden Daniels they didn't beat the three best teams they played. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was my whole argument was like you had three chances. Although speaking of Florida state fans, again, Florida state fans were drinking cup of, cups of yappuccinos saying, well, well, if Jordan Travis, if, if, if your thing is that if we don't make the playoffs because Jordan Travis didn't get hurt, why isn't he the Heisman settled down F- Florida state fans? <laughs> like <laughs> just settle down. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I'll accept Jordan Jane Daniels. Like he's solid. Like I don't want to get anything wrong. I think he did. I'm not upset that Jaden Daniels won the Heisman. I'm upset yeah. that Michael Penix didn't win the Heisman because I think Michael Penix, Fair enough. my opinion, more deserving. So that's what Fair I do. Enough. Also, Bo Nick's wife. I feel like that shocked the internet. No, like man, this guy is a grown man. He needs to get a job. This guy has a wife. Speaking, okay, yes. <laughs> but speaking of Bo Nix, whoever the cameraman on ESPN was that put a 30-minute video of him at the end of that Washington <laughs> game just sitting there sad needs to be put in jail. Yep. Yes, yep. Just, the, just the towel. That thing lasted oh for like 10 God. minutes. It just kept showing him. I was like, what's poor worse, dude? That? What's that? What's what's worth that? <laughs> or the Ryan Day walk of shame in the big house? <laughs> The at least the walk of shame was like forty. Like there was an end to be seen with that. The Bo Nix one, it just kept showing him like being like he didn't get oh to like I don't know what he's gonna do in the NFL, but like he like said multiple times like he wanted to win a Heisman tr- or a national championship, specifically oh. at Auburn. That all went to hell. He gets to Oregon and just it, Oregon can never. They were ten point favorites, and they couldn't yep. get it done. 
Well, speaking of that, I think that perfectly segues into this next one because the word on the street, I mean, transfer NIL is getting in full effect in the, I guess getting into Oregon, there's a rumor that like Phil Knight is like getting like antsy for a national championship before he dies and is essentially bankrolling the entire NIL collective at Oregon. So that's just one thing to keep in mind. And that's why, sorry, Sooner Nation, you got Dylan Gabriel at Oregon now. Um, Shoot. I mean, Taylor Green's at Arkansas. That's, That's not just a homer pick. That's getting like SEC, just regular news traction. I mean, Cam Ward has been projected certain places like uh, Miami or USC. Funniest transfer so far, Tyler Van Dyke to Wisconsin. They <laughs> they got rid of Graham Mertz for older Graham Mertz. So congratulations, <laughs> Badgers. Speak, speaking of Miami and Cam Ward and Tyler Van Dyke, known Kane superfan Danny Boy <laughs> Kane, when asked about by Big Cat what he should expect, he said, yeah. Tyler Van Dyke can play really well. When he's good, it's great. It's something like it. When he's good, he plays well. But when he's bad, he does not play well. Something like that. And also has a source that heard from sources that Cam Ward will be going to Miami. I love Danny Boy Kane. That honestly might be like a white whale interview. Like guest. Just Danny, like Danny getting Boy to Kane. talk to him for 10 minutes. And asking about the offensive, why he turned down the offensive coordinator. Why he turned down the offensive coordinator position at Miami. But uh, I guess speaking of Miami, too, the coaching train, uh, Manny Diaz is at Duke now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boise State filled their position. There's still a couple. uh, Who else filled their position? Uh, Nevada filled their position. Uh, Houston filled their position with the two-lane coach. There's some movement this offseason. There is a lot of movement. I'm interested to see what – I mean, maybe – I don't know. I think – I was thinking about maybe that Michigan job coming open, but I almost think now that if that does come open, that – who is the we'll guy just give who, it to the intern. So, yeah. I love you, man. Yeah, that guy. That's I was, like, coach, thinking man. about that, and I was like, oh, they'll just probably give it to him because I don't see anyone else that they would, like, really go out and get right now that yeah. made a ton of sense. So, yeah, it's, so I pose, that's all kind of – I pose a hypothetical coaching question now that we're on the topic. I was talking to my dad about this. Would you fire Ryan Day for Mike Vrabel if you're Ohio State? Vrabel's never recruited, but he's proven it. it, It's a, I mean, like I said, who says like Vrabel like wants to go to college? Because if you're good in the NFL, it is a, I would say a, less full-time job you actually get a true offseason with no recruiting yeah so that being in mind who said he even wants to go to college but i'll tell you what mike vrabel out of ohio state lou holtz wouldn't you wouldn't be calling you soft with mike vrabel no i honestly do think with ryan day if he doesn't beat michigan this next year like yeah they might make the playoff and i guess we could see what happens with that but i think a national championship win can also like take take care of it Oh yeah, absolutely. But if he loses like next year if they are eleven and zero again, lose to Michigan and then like win that first playoff game but lose the next one, I honestly think he might be gone because Ohio State fans are almost like the Chiefs fans of college. Like they are just so spoiled to a point. These fools chased Kyle McCord out of town. 
<laughs> yes, I said bad things about Kyle McCord, <laughs> but if he was my quarterback, I'd be okay with it because he's a freshman. And it's his first year starting. Yeah, yeah, like it's not like he's like a junior. Like I would almost get it then, but it's his first year. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. Transfer portal is interesting. Last thing about the transfer portal and recruiting: Dylan Riola, crystal ball to Nebraska now instead of Georgia. Zucci, your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I just don't. Like, I, I somewhat Dylan, understand if uh, Carson Beck was a true freshman. But, he like, if he's good again next year, he's going to go to the NFL. So you might be sitting behind him one year or two. And worst case, you're going to be starting as a redshirt freshman or a redshirt sophomore. Like, yeah, it's, at Georgia, it's you're going to Nebraska where – Hey, Matt Rule, like, though, what, he's a good coach. He's a good coach. He is. But I would have trust issues if I was Nebraska and he had committed to like four schools over the past seven days. That's I know it's been that's my thing. That, so for but... you, for those of you who don't know, uh, Dylan Riola is the top QB prospect in the nation, uh, out of Buford, Georgia. But he's not really from Buford, Georgia, because he used to live in Arizona, went to school there. So he's been to three high schools in his high school career, two in Arizona, and then he transferred to the best school in Georgia for a senior year. And he's been committed to schools. This is his third school that he's verbally committed to or crystal balled to. Um, So take that with what you will. Um, Like I said, uh, when you're the number one, when you are a high-rated recruit, you can kind of be a little more of a diva. I have a gut feeling that he might, if he goes to Nebraska, that's why I think that Georgia would have been a much better decision for him because he could sit back a year almost like, go against Georgia's talent, probably be humbled a little bit, right? Like go against some good talent and then come in and kick butt your second year. Kind of like the, uh, like the Quinn Ewers strategy. I mean, he, he, yeah. he, he said out, of, he sat out of Ohio state and then came to Texas. But I think that really helped Quinn Ewers. Like, man, I'm the best QB in the country, but I got to sit out like, man, this is really, I'm taking a look, a look at myself and I'm getting better. I think that could have helped Dylan Ola, but I'm afraid it's going to happen. That he's gonna start for Nebraska early. He's gonna do okay, right? And it's gonna it's just gonna be up and down. And they're he's not gonna like develop because he's not gonna have to. I don't know. His ceiling is probably like a Heisman candidate. This guy, from what all the recruiters say, is he's one of the best high school prospects that there's been in the history of twenty four seven recruiting. But also, I feel like his floor is just Tate Martell two point oh. If I'm being completely honest with yeah. you. Just an absolute head case who's going to transfer three times. And then in five years, we're going to go, holy shit, this guy's playing on Jacksonville state. Like what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) He might have a JT Daniel situation. Man, dude, that breaks my heart, man. I was on the JT train. I was all aboard the JT train for a while and just couldn't have it done, man. Couldn't get it done, but uh, that's the way she goes, right? It's the way she goes. Uh, the New Year's Six matchups, this is looking forward now. Enough with past talk. Let's get to looking forward. New Year's Six matchups. It's quickly, if I can, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the, I'm going to pull up the, if I can, come on, Diego, do something, man. But uh, pull up the graphic of the matchups this year. And what matchup sticks out to you, or just what are some things that stick out to the matchups? Because I got one for me. On the non-New Year's, like non-playoff ones, right? Anyone. Non-playoff, anyone? playoff. What's, what's the the one that sticks out the most to me is like uh, 
almost a no, it's not a must win because they're a great program, but Michigan cannot get rolled over by Alabama. Yeah, I totally agree. Michigan cannot get rolled by Alabama. Uh, actually, I have two things that stick out. One, I feel like the Cotton Bowl has the storyline of Missouri is playing like it's their Super Bowl and Ohio State's going to have half their team sitting out and Missouri is going to like play them tough when they really shouldn't. Um, that's first thing that sticks out. Second thing is, uh, do we think Liberty's even going to sell out their allotment of tickets? Uh, possibly, but they might all be gone by. That's either Oregon wins like 56 to 14 or Liberty. It's like a Tulane USC situation from last year. Yeah, uh, I can see that happening. I can definitely see that happening. But Liberty, man, they they had the weakest schedule in the nation. I guess we're going to see how they do versus – we'll see how they do versus Oregon. But uh, I feel like, like, like you said, that could be a Oregon-Kansas State-type fiesta game where someone just takes it off. <laughs> the calling – oh, man. Okay, that... over under that they show that clip. Oh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> the funniest part about that game was the beginning when uh, Anthony Thomas just houses it and makes everyone yes. in Kansas State look like they're in mud. And it just shows, like, the slightly over-middle-aged guy at Kansas State fan who's just sitting there like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is another thing I'm going to miss about the Pac-12 dying. Because, yes, the Pac-12, maybe they never had, like, national contending teams. You can bet their ass that they were the, like, next, like, tier teams that would just beat up on, like, the Cinderella Story Iowa or the Cinderella Story Oklahoma State. We'd just be like, yeah, we're going to do it. And then you just get, like, a Pete Carroll USC team in the Rose Bowl and be like, nope, we're going to smash you because <laughs> we're pissed Illinois we're not playing for a same. Illinois has <laughs> yes. not been the same since they beat them, like, 49 to 10 in the Rose Bowl. Yes, Brian Cushing was just having his way with the fight in Illini of Illinois. But uh, we're going to talk about something now that we really haven't talked about all year. And we're just going to quickly touch up on it. And it's why I have my banner, RIP Jason Eck, a uh, little FCS playoff ball, little football championship series, little Division One AA. Uh, there was actually, did you watch the uh, the Montana game? It was awesome. It was so I watched crazy. Part, I watched part of that insane. one, and I, I watched the end of the Idaho game the other day just to – The Idaho game was so sad. RIP Jason Eck. He loses that, and then he loses his two best players in the portal. Can't win them all in Moscow. But I also yeah. do love – I think Idaho being good, even as a Boise fan, I like it. I like it. Yeah. And Boise fans don't want to hear this. I side with the Vandal fans that – the only FCS team that we should play, or at least one of the only ones, is Idaho. Yeah, it'd you, be fun. I think Boise, it, it would be fun. You have all the bargaining power because you could be like, we're never playing in Moscow. So if you want to play us, you have to come to Boise. I'm sure the Vandal fans would be like, or U of I would go, yeah, just give us a little bit more tickets and we're in. I, I, I think oh, yeah. that could happen. But yeah, the FCS playoffs, let me... Add this to the stage. Uh, can you see that all right, Zooch? Uh, pretty much, yeah. It looks like Montana, North Dakota State, who did lose their coach, or are losing yes. their coach to USC for, like, a associate head coach. That is, isn't weird. that crazy that the head coach of North Dakota State is leaving for the linebacker's coach job at USC? Yeah, Money's, it's... Money talks. And that's, like, not NIL money. That's just, like, that is, like, 
that really makes you take a step back and realize, damn, there's levels to this. Like, there there really are levels to this. And I don't blame him. Maybe he felt like that coach accomplished all he wanted to accomplish at North Dakota State and was like, I want to live in Southern California, way less stress, and I can still work my way up to a D coordinator or head coach job if I want to anyway. But, uh, yeah, we got South Dakota State, Albany, North Dakota State, Montana – I'm liking the way the Grizz are playing. I wa- I did watch a couple of their games during the year. Their coach is kind of a weirdo, though. Have you seen his interviews? It's like he's a robot. I don't know who that guy <laughs> well, he, is, but he he he, he has everything coach. with Go Grizz. He just he feels like Go Grizz. It's like, dude, what? He was like, relax. Their coach a while back, and then went to UNLV and won like three games in four years, <laughs> and now he's back at Montana. <laughs> Dang. So that guy. Wait, so Montana, the state of Montana is just a revolving door for Nevada because now Jeff yeah. Choate is at Nevada, who was at yeah, Montana exactly. State. He's, uh, oh, what is that, guys? I cannot think of that uh, coach's name, but I got to look it I got to look it up because his record at UNLV was so bad. I, I was looking at this the other day because I was like wondering about UNLV coach Bobby Hawk. That's his name. <laughs> so. Bobby. He at UNLV. Okay, he was he won more games than I thought, but he was there five years and won two games, two games, two games, seven games, two games, and had that is an eleven so loss, sad. a ten, ten and eleven loss season in four of his five years. So he went fifteen and forty nine. Fifteen and forty nine there, and he is one hundred and twenty eight yeah. and thirty five at He's... Montana. So. He's he he's killing it at Missoula, man. He that's the kind of guy. Did you see him? Uh, his long snapper, like messed up a snap. He grabbed him in like by the thing. He's like, and, like you see the camera just cut right away because it's like they did not want to show what obscenities are gonna get yelled at this. But uh, this is the one that makes me sad every year. Where is it? Sacramento State, man. I got him every year. Shout out Dreg. Uh, that's my pick every single year for the FCS. They're a solid program, man. Uh, I just wish Sacramento State could win, could win one. But uh, last, uh, the last thing I'm going to touch on for uh, FCS ball is uh, uh, they're oh shoot, all right, all right, we got the layout situated. <laughs> Tim Plows at Davis now. He's going to bring. I I saw the UC Davis video and I have my opinions of Tim Plow being like, man, this guy's kind of a goober. I don't know if he's a good coach. Like I don't like. I'm not completely sold. I did appreciate how much passion he has for UC Davis. There is not a man it. in this country who has more passion for UC Davis than Tim Plow. And honestly, the resources Davis has, just that passion alone will probably carry you into the FCS playoff. You might might not win you a natty. You might need to actually know a little bit of scheme and stuff and gameplay, but man, that guy loves Davis and I gotta respect it, man. He really does just live for Aggie football. I'm gonna be keeping up with him to see how he does. Um I will be too. All right. Well, that's it for the um, uh, kind of topics. We're going to get into the meme matchup, which uh, only one game last week, and it was a meme matchup. That was the Army Navy game. How that was, that was something else, man. The overhit. I, I just, just I saw that trending. The overhit. The, the self safety. And it's, it's always so funny, like watching that game. Watching that game with someone who hasn't like played football or doesn't like understand it they think it's like watching molasses dry. And I think it's the funniest thing ever. 
like when you like watch a guard pull, but then just get their like absolute head knocked in because like for some reason the middle linebacker and the guard weigh the same because it's army and the line linemen don't weigh over 260 pounds. Like it's just the best. It was I'll never forget because for years Navy Navy what won like 15 in a row or something. Do you remember mm-hmm. a few years ago? Yeah, with army that one like won? yep. And they were like it was legitimately their Super Bowl in the press box. <laughs> Like, <laughs> we finally did it. <laughs> yeah, Army's been a little of a roll now. Navy hasn't. And what I, the, the national media doesn't want to say this because I think this is where an East Coast bias comes in. Air Force could kick the crap out of both these teams. Air Force is the best service academy when it comes to actually playing. And Air Force is the only one that runs like the most true triple option. I yeah. saw the. Navy and Army were not running the triple option. They were running a handoff offense. That's what I'll call that. There was no option or anything. And shoot, Navy was in shotgun. I don't want to see Navy in shotgun. Where's the triple option? Where's the guards pulling? Air Force could kick both these teams' ass, even though Army beat Air Force this year. So (laughs) eight turnovers or whatever it was. Air Force. It was a it was a rough year to the end for the Falcons. Rough end of the year. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, speaking of the Falcons, there might be a little sneak peek of what we're going to bring back. For the first time in weeks to end the show, we are doing high, low, buffalo of non-New Year Six Bowl games. So Zuch and I have both decided to, and we came up with a high, a good bowl game, a low, what we think is going to be a terrible game. In Buffalo, oh, who knows? Little, Maybe it's good for a bad way. Maybe there's a nice little storyline in it. But high, low, buffalo for the people who... Haven't did I? Oh, I really hope I spelled Buffalo right. I'm not a good speller. Did I spell Buffalo right? Yeah. Oh, good. thank good. goodness. Thank <laughs> goodness. We would have had to cut there if I didn't spell that right. But uh, my high, so what I think is going to be the best non New Year Six Bowl game is the Alamo Bowl, Arizona, oh, Oklahoma. I thought that was pretty obvious. I think it's Oklahoma. Your quarterback's gone, so you're seeing who you have because they got a pretty talented young guy, right? Yeah, I think that's part of the reason Gabriel left is they like wanted it was either going to be Gabriel for one more year or that guy was just going to straight up leave and they were like kind of forced Dylan Gabriel out. Huh, that makes sense. That makes me understand his decision a little bit more. But uh, you you have that guy who's kind of playing to prove himself. Like you, they chose him over Dylan Gabriel. You have Arizona, a program that hasn't had a lot of football success. This you might as well have this game be a New Year's Six for them. The Alamo Bowl is already kind of like that. If there, if they ever were to make it a New Year Seven, or it, it, they they would add the Alamo Bowl. The Alamo yeah. Bowl is historically the best non-New Year Six game. But you have Arizona, who's played sneaky. I don't think a lot of people in the country have seen this team play. It'll be a great chance for them to get some national exposure. Uh, I I think this is going to be a good game. I think Venables is having a lot to prove because I think if he wins the Alamo Bowl. There will be some off-season storylines that will be quelled probably because he could go, hey, I was left with a shit show after Lincoln Riley left, and we've made improvement right. every year. We're going to go to the SEC next year and continue taking that step. So, uh, yeah, I have the Alamo Bowl. I thought it was a pretty obvious pick, and it's uh, proven because you picked it as well. Yep. All right. <laughs> so, do you want me to go first with my low? Yeah, because I'm already laughing at mine, man. Okay. <laughs> My low, and I looked this up to make sure I had everything right on it. 
is, and about seven people are going to watch this game, New Mexico <laughs> State versus Fresno State in the New Mexico Bowl. Yes. Now, is this bad because you think it's going to be a bad game? Or is it, man, if I was a college student and it was either... I also saw this... This, this is. I really hope this isn't your uh, Buffalo Bowl, but uh, the uh, is, is the Hawaii Bowl your Buffalo Bowl or not? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Okay, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later then. But because uh, I was going to make some uh, comparisons. But um, is that game bad because the teams are bad or because man i have to go to albuquerque new mexico for a week and play new mexico state what essentially is a home game for them it's bad for a multitude of reasons one it's just like i don't know like i feel like when it comes to bowl games unless you know maybe you're a freshman and it's your first time getting to play or you're a senior and it's your last game which granted this one i will say i was like close because that one's on a not too bad of a date. It's like one of the uh, – it's on the first day of bowl games. When you really get into like – You know what? Like I have the – Bowling uh... Green, Minnesota is the day after Christmas, and that one is just one of those that it's like – I mean, for Bowling Green, I guess you get to play Minnesota, but Minnesota's five and seven. It's not like – it's those day after Christmas games are just – I've had to work them, and they Let's are see. just brutal. Let's see this. After Christmas, oh, like the quick lane bowl, yeah, oh, the first responder bowl, oh, yeah, those are bad. Oh, the guaranteed you... rate bowl, oh, is it that missing... pretty much like the new cactus bowl? And you were at the I cactus so. bowl, you were, yeah, you were and not, <laughs> well, we were it was not we the were most playing fun bowl game that six... you went to at. No, you're playing a six and six Baylor who lost their coach, like, to me, people don't want to, didn't want to be there, like, it's. And, like, you can get that a little bit where, like, the Hawaii Bowl, like, sometimes I feel like teams look at it as just a vac- like, oh, we get to go to Hawaii. Like, who cares if we, you know. My advice lose, for anyone but... going to the Hawaii Bowl, do not pull a Joe Southwick. There are bathrooms everywhere on the island. <laughs> there are. Especially <laughs> when you wait, you're working for the team, it's your first bowl game, and... The night before, you're like, oh, I didn't expect bowl games to be like this with coaches out drinking and not taking this seriously. And you aren't 21, so you can't really go out with anyone. So you wake up kind of early the next morning. You're like, okay, well, I guess our quarterback pissed off a balcony last <laughs> night. <laughs> Thank you, ESPN uh, header thing on your iPhone notification. Didn't know that happened. When that comes in. What is like? Do you just go like, "Oh, jeez"? I rolled over in the bed and I was like, "Because the guys who I was rooming with were twenty-one, so they had been out the night before." And I was like, "I wasn't going to be the guy who's like, oh no, stay here and do stuff with me because I didn't want to be that guy." I was like, "No, you guys go out. Like, I'll hang around the hotel. Like, we were right on Waikiki Beach. I was like, I'll walk around there see if there's anything cool to do. Like, maybe go to the water." And I rolled over and I was like. This is saying that our court Joe pissed off the balcony. <laughs> this man who I just seen in the Albertsons library three days ago just pissed <laughs> off the balcony. <laughs> what what really shenanigans legend. happened? What what went on last night? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Uh, my low is uh, the Armed Forces Bowl. It's uh, Air Force versus JMU. 
JMU doesn't have their coach or quarterback. And I segmented that because it's the same situation that Boise was in in the Hawaii Bowl when Chris Peterson left and a lot of the staff left. I'm thinking that JMU might – it's JMU, it might be a little chaos unless the interim can get there. And you got Air Force, a team that, like you said, has kind of like biffed its way to the finish line here. And it's kind of stumbled across. And yeah, I think it's gonna be funny. This is this is a game that's at TCU Stadium, I think. So like, you're playing at a college, like, so you don't really get like the pro stadium experience. So, I all, all that I think is funny. Um, my Buffalo game is a game that I think there are some intriguing storylines too that I think a lot of people are overlooking. But it's Louisville versus USC. Louisville, yeah, a team that lost ACC. This is kind of like a this is a prove it game. If they beat USC, then they could be like the man, we had a solid year. Maybe we a, a couple of hits here or there and we could have gone to a New Year's six. And a loss here is like, nah, you guys were flukes all year. Like that Notre Dame win you were riding on the whole time. And if you're USC, you got two young quarterbacks who you got a chance to test out now. Caleb Williams is sitting out. There's gonna be a lot of guys sit sitting out. You had a top recruiting class. Now you can play freshmen and not burn their red shirt. So you can choose to play a lot of young guys and see what they're about. It's the holiday bolts in San Diego. So like, like you said, it's, it's one of those bulls that should be a fun time. San Diego is a fun city, but I, I, we both talked about this us for USC to be successful. They need an upper class quarterback from Southern California. Yes. That is the only way that USC succeeds. It's tried and true. Matt Leinert, Sam Darnold. Uh, I mean, he, you you can even go UCLA. Josh Rosen went to St. John Bosco. If you are in, if you are a Los Angeles school, just only recruit upper-class kids from the L.A. and Orange County area. And they yeah. have one. They have this kid named, uh, shoot, Moss. Oh, my gosh, I'm mind-blanking on his name right now. Is it Moss? That sounds familiar. We were looking at him. Moss Miller or Miller Moss. Miller Moss from Mission Viejo. He fits the bill, baby, and he's a beast. He was like a four or five star coming out. I think he's like a sophomore or junior. And they also have this kid, Malachi Nelson, five star coming out from Southern California too. I think either of these guys could be – I don't know if they're upper class or not. That's kind of the stereotype. But they're both good quarterbacks from the Southern California area that I think USC should go with. I don't think USC needs to pick up. A transfer because I think if they do pick up the transfer, they're going to lose both of these guys. Yeah. So I think you pick one and the other one, if he transfers, he transfers. But yeah, that's my uh, Buffalo Bull, holiday bull. Mine. And I'm very much looking forward to this matchup. I will not be working. And it is going to be Moonball Milton versus the Iowa defense. And the campingworld.com bowl. Oh boy. It is going to be. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. It's going to be hilarious. On Can you imagine Tennessee fans and Iowa fans having to interact? It's going to be great. <laughs> Iowa, Where is that bowl? It's in Orlando. Bowl? Oh, they're going to be partying. I mean, you already know this is going to, there's, there's going to be a lot of people going to Disneyland the day before. Oh, Disneyland, it's the Vince McMahon meme of smelling money. Because Iowa and Tennessee are going to Orlando. I can I can just see an Iowa family right now, like 
middle-class Iowa family making husband, wife, maybe an uncle and uh, aunt and the cousins and the original family's kids all wearing Iowa gear on the Tower of Terror <laughs> and yeah. that being posted on the Facebook. Like, <laughs> trip didn't go as planned. Iowa offense is still the same, but we got to experience Disney and the Tower of Terror and Orlando. Animal is a beautiful Kingdom city. was a blast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe a picture at the rainforest cafe stuff like maybe that. maybe a picture of like uh maybe a picture of like Minnie mouse like holding the buckeye logo or something with like some freaks like forcing like her to hold it. <laughs> like goofy in the background or something something like that um, will happen but yeah um, it's almost bowl season and the nice thing about bowl season is that like Two or three o'clock on a Wednesday, there's a random college football game, and we got to enjoy it because we aren't going to have it again for nine months. So we aren't going to really have that like experience until college basketball season. So yeah, like just be able to watch like games like March Madness like midweek. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for us. Zooch, you got anything else? Nothing else. Just watch the bowl games, and we'll be back soon. I don't think we have a set date, but we, we will be, be back. back. We will, there will be an episode sometime next week so we can get an episode out pre uh, New Year's Six games and pre playoff games to go way more in depth on those. Uh, the week following probably will be a show, but it probably won't be a regular midweek show. It might be later in the week, would you say, Zooch? Probably, that like yeah. week after New Year's. But uh, yeah, and then we'll probably have a show after. Uh, the national championship but uh, for off-season content yeah just a heads up will not be as often as one week but as you guys know re recruitment cycle never stops storylines never stop so we will never stop posting no i'm exactly. just kidding our our posting is <laughs> going to slow down a little bit we'll probably go from every week to every two or three weeks but there will still be college football content mixed in with some college basketball content so excited for that uh Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week.